Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Black Boy by Joy podcast. This is one of your hosts, ZJ, and and your other host, Gary. <laughs> and yes, like I said, just welcome back. We are very excited to get back into it. Um, it's been like, quite a year. We're going we're going towards the end of the year now, wrapping things up. We started the podcast this year over the summer and um, took a short break. Um, called that season one, calling this season two. Uh, so uh, this is episode three of season season two, I suppose. Um, and so we're 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 fully um, engaged and ready to like finish out the season, wrap up the year as well. Um, but wanted to first get started with um, our usual check-in. So tell the people how you're doing, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm doing good. I am in a I'm in I'm in good space um, this week. Um, you know, life is lifing like it, it always is. As you know, you know, unemployment woes and stuff like that. But um, in the words of Kanye West, Jesus walks. Um, the devil won't take me down. Period. Uh, <laughs> but no, and I'll say I'm in a pretty good <laughs> no way. Um, you know, I'm doing my best. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> anyway, subscribe <laughs> to the Patreon after dark. Here, why no? But no, but um, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I'm in a good mood. I'm, you know, in a good space, <laughs> and um. You know, I just feel like I, I've i set my intentions with certain things that I want in my life. And I feel like some of those things are coming to fruition. And I think the best thing I'll say, and I'll just end off on this, is that know your worth with what you deserve and what you don't deserve. It's very easy when you're in certain spaces to feel like you don't deserve this or deserve that. But you do. You are the, in the words of Beyonce, you are the visual, baby. And yeah, that's that. Period. And I'm looking forward to that, to that, that movie that film coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, I will, okay, so I will be honest, like gen- I'm generally an optimistic person. I try to stay positive. Life throws everyone bullshit to deal with all the time. Um, I will say this year, when it comes to, towards the holidays, we're getting towards the end of the year, like I said, and it's like the holidays are coming up if you celebrate these end of the year holidays. So for me, it's also my birthday. Um, so a lot of reflection um coming up next april 2024 is when i would have moved to vegas for two years so um i don't know like i want to acknowledge seasonal depression because it is a thing um for me it felt like this week this weekend i could barely just get out of bed like i was just so like i don't know some days you know if if, for anyone dealing with depression um we spoke about mental health in the last episode um so we know how it affects bisexual individuals um in particular i just want to acknowledge that like yeah this weekend i was talking to like my brother and i was just like this weekend all i got is like i'm here (laughs) i'm here i tried to go to the gym over the weekend and i was like i'm not feeling it so i did a quick little chest pump and i just i just left um and i'm just eating my feelings pretty much um and it's just, that's just what I got right now. I'm just like, I don't know. There's something about the season, something about the, the daylight savings um, change, something about um, the weather changing. It's not like, you know, I moved to Vegas because I love the heat and I love the sun. Um, and it's just not that right now in Vegas. It's just chilly. It's a little bit gray. Um, 
so it's just affected my mood lately. And so I've just been in bed reading books and eating noodles and just that's, that's what I got for y'all. That's what I got for the world this this week. I'm just like, I'm here, y'all. I'm here. But I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. I'm gonna be driving up to the Bay Area to visit fam. Um I, it's been so long Yay. since I've like had home cooked food. Like I, I can cook. I have my go-tos that I'm really good in. Like I'm a decent cook. And then I have like a couple of things that I can really throw down on. Like my lasagna and garlic bread. I make that for Christmas for my family because they know that's that's what it is. Um, but I don't cook <laughs> when I'm here. I use if I do cook, it's something like I could like a quick egg or something, throw that together. I have a waffle maker, so I rely on that. But all that to say, like I'm looking forward to like just completely pigging out on Thanksgiving because my mom, my mama. She's going to throw it down. She says she's going to do Cajun turkey this year. I don't know what that is, but I'm I'm trying to, I'm, I'm excited about the Cajun turkey. My favorite dish of hers is um, her potato salad. She does like a Southern style yellow potato salad. If the potato salad ain't yellow, I don't know what to tell you. It's supposed to be yellow. Um, mm-hmm. Hello? It's supposed hello? to be. It's supposed to be. Because if, if it um, don't want to be white, and so mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just mm-hmm. not, I'm just trying to make it to Thanksgiving, y'all. I'm just I gotta get to Thanksgiving, <laughs> and hopefully, and then my birthday is the week after. Mm-hmm. That's usually how my life goes. My Thanksgiving, and then the week after is my birthday, or the the weekend the weekend is my birthday. So, um, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm really I think I'm just battling the seasonal depression and really just trying to like not give into it. Um, but I'm leaning on my coping mechanism mm-hmm. right now, which is like usually music, food. The gym is now a part of that and uh, lots of TV <laughs> and this podcast. So here we are. But yeah, <laughs> that's that's what's going on with exactly. me. Exactly. Yes. No, well, thank you for being so like transparent with that. And there's so many people who deal with that, man. Like you don't even realize that. Like, I think I deal with it. I think a lot of people, or most people deal with it. They say, like, vitamin D, like, the oh, supplement is supposed vitamin to help. D. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, I'm not doing this with you today. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I mean, for some people, that might it's help. It's an attitude adjustment. It, it helps, too. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. Anyways. <laughs> I'm being Okay. Nice. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yes, but that's supposed to help in, you know, sun, all that stuff. But it is really real. Like if you feel off right now, it's not just you. The way this like time going back and all that stuff, it throws everybody off. off. It's gonna take us I a while, but we're gonna get feel there. Off, like, there. I can't even explain it. Like mm-hmm. there's times I'm just like arguing with myself, it feels like I'm like, everything's good, everything's good. Why are you feeling why are you feel this way? Like you're fine. You're fine. And I'm just like this. I just feel off, you know, and I um, I saw this post by Rob uh, one time. Shout out to Rob, mm-hmm. friend of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, depression happens before you feel it. So I feel like mm-hmm. depression was happening. Yes, it does. And it, this is for anyone who deals with like chronic depression like I do. Um. It happens before you feel it. And sometimes in the past, I would just beat myself up because I'm very like productive, production oriented. Like I spend all my time trying to be productive, which is not the healthiest at times. 
Um, but I'm learning now, like, yeah, you just got to, like, ride it out. All I could, like I said, this weekend, it was like, all I could do is just, like, I'm here, y'all. I'm here. I brushed my teeth. I washed my ass today. <laughs> Went to the gym. And I tend to isolate when that happens. I don't want to talk to no one. So I, I think I'm seeing improvement because I am, I, you know, I, like I said, I spoke to my brother. I'm in the group chat. I'm, on, I'm here at the podcast. So just want to acknowledge definitely seasonal depression is a thing. Um, but we're going to make it. We're going to be all right. I'm sending, I'm sending love. I'm sending that. I can feel it. <laughs> but yeah, no. mm-hmm. yes, feel all the love. You know, is there a friend? But yeah, definitely. Thank you for that. Um, it's so real. But we are just gonna jump straight into the topic because I know ZJ yes. has a really special plan. I'm excited. Um, We're gonna get into some conversation. Actually, yeah, this is just gonna be. This is gonna be good because <laughs> it's it's again the name of the episode is Black Boy by Joy, and we know there's a lot of stresses and traumas that comes with um, being a queer individual in this world, especially being, it's one thing to be queer. It's another thing to be gay. It's another thing to be bisexual. It's another thing to be bisexual and black. And then it's another thing to be bisexual, black Mm -hmm. and male (laughs) and a man or identify as a man, you know, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, um, since we did mental health last week, I thought we could lean into some of the joys of what it means to be bisexual this 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 week, this for this episode. Um, so um, this idea actually came from one of our listeners. Shout out to I'm gonna call him Mr. Thomas because that's why he goes by. That's what I saw. I don't know if he wants to put his name out there. So, mm-hmm. Mr. Thomas, you know, reached out to us. Mm-hmm. And again, I want to encourage people to do that. Like, if you have an idea, if you want to see more of something or just see something discussed, or if you want to even like maybe join us on the podcast, reach out. You know, we're definitely interested and open. But he reached out yeah. to us a couple of weeks ago and gave this great list of ideas for the um, podcast. One of those mm-hmm. ideas I really liked, um, I liked all of them, but this one stuck out to me in particular was bisexual superpowers, really highlighting um, the advantages and, and the psychological aspects that makes bisexuals unique um, in a good way, in a positive way. So I thought like, okay, let's definitely do a podcast around that. And so that's what we're gonna be talking about today. Um, and so with that came a little research. I did um, pull up an article. I did find an article um, on the, it's, the articles from this website called thegaytherapycenter.com. Um, and it looks like they just have a bunch of resources um, in the form of articles and a newsletter um, on a bunch of different topics, but they do have um, a category that is specific for bisexuals and bisexuality. Um, and so this article is by Lindsay Brooks, um, where she discusses the five strengths of bisexuals, and she herself identifies as a proud member of the bi plus community. So this is something that was written by bisexual for bisexuals. So shout out to Lindsay Brooks, PhD. RB. <laughs> um, and basically, um, what she talks about here is also like... Um, Again, like we talked a lot about in, on the show, the stresses and risk factor for bi plus folks. Um, but there's also a lot of promises that are that are positive on the other side as well. For example, 
um, in this article, she talks a little bit about like coming out as a bisexual is shown in recent research to be associated with improved relationships, um, a feeling of living more authentically and improved mental health, you know? And so just coming out and living, living your truth in that way, um, especially because for bisexuals, we are the majority of the LGBT community, but um, we are we have the, the least visibility. And there's so many reasons for that. Mm-hmm. Um, that. Part of the reason why we started this podcast was to increase visibility for bisexuals, yes, but specifically by Black men. Um, mm-hmm. um, but overall, like we know the stronger you feel connected within your identity, um, the more genuinely you can connect with others. Um, and so just to kind of increase that, we wanted to sort of like improve, like we wanted to just give some reasons why it's, it would be great to just kind of like go on this bisexual plus journey and really fully embrace yourself. So here we go. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to read through the list and then I'm going to ask you, Jared, to give mm-hmm. your perspective. And if you have a personal mm-hmm. an- anecdote or something that is related to your experience with that, um, to just feel free to jump in and to do it. Um, All right, definitely. You said through this journey. <laughs> through this journey of discovery. <laughs> okay, so there's five strengths highlighted here. The first one, which I actually definitely agree with, is bisexuals mm-hmm. have a very strong sense of self-awareness. Um, and I'm just going to yes. read straight from this article. <laughs> Recent research suggests that bisexuals make up more than half of the LGBT community or LGB community, um, but have less visibility than their LG counterparts counterparts in culture and society, right? In the journey of becoming self-aware, it takes time and introspection to first understand that bisexuality even exists and much less understand your mm-hmm. own bisexuality. And that's actually a part of my journey. It was like, I was going through life a bisexual and not really even <laughs> aware that bisexuality is something I could identify as. I can identify as a bisexual. Yes. It wasn't just like, oh, an act. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, it's also an orientation. It's an identity. Um, mm-hmm. So it took t- it takes time to even to understand, to first understand bisexuality even exists, much less to understand your own bisexuality, because we've talked about it before, like bisexuality is probably the most vast you know, expression, like, I don't want to say that, but like, I've come across so many bisexual black men who have such different tastes and distinct tastes in the way they mm-hmm. express and experience their sexuality. I would, I would not be surprised if it's the most like diverse, like expressed sexuality. Like I've never seen, like, you can never put two bisexuals together, like in the same room and assume they're going to like they, the same thing. Like, it's just crazy. Right. Even us, us being on this podcast, we have two different like mantras and stuff like that. We're very similar, but there are different ways that we view exactly kind of walking the world. Exactly. You know, like hating the person <laughs> being one of them. <laughs> I'm not even gonna start with that. Not the accent. Okay, so making sense of your so yeah, so making sense of your attractions across the gender spectrum can take time. You know, so during this mm-hmm. time of reflection, right. you know, when you're a bisexual individual in our case, bisexual black men, um, making mm-hmm. sense of all that, making sense of your attractions, what you're attracted to and how, takes a lot of reflection. And 
during that reflection time, you gain a lot of you gain a lot more clarity. You know, not only on your sexuality, but who you are as a person. You know, I like to say like bisexuality. I discovered when I was like reflecting on my bisexuality and my attractions that my bisexuality was an extension of who I am as a person. It's how I see the world. It's not just how I see sex, but it's like how I come across people, how I like to see business, how I like to see my career or just anything. I, I have a lot. I like to increase my options. I like different perspectives and I like to appreciate those perspectives. Um, and so that just naturally bled into my sexual orientation. Um, but yes, it's a definitely a gift of self-awareness of to ha- to be a bisexual. Again, just going through that journey of like understanding yourself just comes with such a deep understanding of yourself that a lot of people can go through life their whole lifetime never having to get get that level of self-awareness or knowing themselves that deeply. Um, so what do you think? What do you think, Jared? Whew, there's a lot to unpack there. You said, first off, you ate that, um, <laughs> what you said. But I, I definitely agree. It is definitely a gift. I think at first it doesn't feel like a gift, mm-hmm. but as you grow into like realizing that there's a um, there's a saying that um, either you kind of like, you know, you mm-hmm. evolve or you die, right? And I think through self-awareness, you are able to do that. So for me, I definitely think it's a gift. It's like a superpower because like sometimes I'm too self-aware, but I think through my self-awareness, I'm able, I've been able to call myself out on some not so great traits and be able to grow into a better person and be able to be like, okay, you know, this doesn't work for me anymore. And I'm able to do this. And I think also with self-awareness comes adaptability because you're like, all right, I know this makes me uncomfortable, right? I don't know why it makes me uncomfortable. Okay, this makes me uncomfortable, but we're going to grow and we're going to move past this point and we're going to do something different, right? So I think self-awareness allows you to be able to, somebody who's aware of their self and aware of what triggers them, aware of how they move and how they think are like powerful people. Because like when you're aware of it, you know what you are not willing to take and what you can and can't do. And like you are just like this hyper, like you're, you're really in tune with yourself. I just think about like um, the movie uh, <laughs> Lucy and like it was about like how like awareness happened like you know like what if you use more than 10% of your brain and she just became very like this omniscient thing that's what I feel like self-awareness is because it's like you know you could be going through something and it's like oh I know what this is I know how I'm going to react here and it's like I'm not going to and so that's what I kind of love so I definitely agree with it for me I guess a quick story of this was um uh just like a couple weeks ago just like some stuff i was dealing with and i was like you know oh okay so this is bothering us this is triggering us and everything like that and it's like okay are you gonna react this way this time and it's like are we no we're not going to now there are some moments i'm like yes we are um but for the most part i was like you know what no i'm not going to and so that self-awareness saved me a lot of aggravation and like you know yeah i think what i like Again, self-awareness is such a powerful thing to have because it affects, like she said, not not only your sexuality, but just who you are as a person. And you can take that with you into job interviews. You can take that into corporate settings. You can take that into your relationship. You know, I think um, I saw a Twitter post the other day like um, of this trans woman, and she was just advocating so hard for bisexual men because she said bisexual men were some of the most communicative, self-aware, um, affirming partners I've ever had, you know? Um, and so I, I, it's just like that self-awareness, I think is such a huge uh, part of the communication piece when you're able to not only just 
highlight how you're feeling, but then able to communicate it in a way that's not attacking someone else. Because um, sometimes when you're not self-aware, all you know is that you feel something and you lash out and you respond to it mm-hmm. if you're not you know, aware of how you're feeling and able to articulate it. Um, but again, yeah, mm-hmm. just having to, just by nature of being bisexual and having to understand yourself as a bisexual and then Again, like not just understanding that it even exists, but then dang, within bisexuality, there's so many different routes. You could be bisexual, homo-romantic, bisexual, hetero-romantic, bi-romantic, you know, there's, it it can just keep going and keep going, keep going. And it takes time for you to understand yourself. By the time you come, go ahead. And it's so cool too. I said also how fluid it is too. Like your your bisexuality will change over time. Right, it may it's not be the in. same way. Um, so just having that self awareness, you know, it's a skill. It's a skill that can just only make improvements to other areas of your life as well. So, cool. Okay, and so kind of writing off that, um, the second point that was made is bisexuals have a strong sense of self, and this is what she meant when she wrote that. She's saying being bisexual. In a binary world, often means dealing with people who invalidate, erase, or simply refuse to believe in your identity. This can be very painful, and it also gives you a chance to. It also gives you a chance <clears throat> to practice uh, reaffirming yourself over and over again. Um, who who you know yourself to be, that you know who you are. Um, you learn to provide yourself the unconditional love and acceptance that you that you need. And over time, this can build a powerful inner strength and sense of self-love. Um, so this one is a strength, but it's a strength I feel like comes that comes from a pain, you know? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because we do live in a, a world that mm-hmm. is binary and chooses for, for most mm-hmm. of historic, like understanding of, of sexuality um, historically has been either or. You like mm-hmm. you either like this or you like that. and. F- even the most the most of that was like, we tell you what you like. You like this because you are this and that's it. Um, so even getting to the point where mm-hmm. you get to choose either or and then taking it a step further with bisexual people is like, why do I have to choose again? Like, I, I don't want to choose. Um, mm-hmm. You you Do you like your this? Do you like that? And <laughs> the answer is yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> um, but it often puts you in predicament sometimes where you feel like you would have to defend your sexuality or um, validate your sexuality or even like um, provide the unconditional love and acceptance that you, that we all deserve, right? That we all, we all need. Um, So it is a strength that you, you know, you have to learn to give that to yourself. And there's so much value in that. I practice, I'm actually, I think I'm practicing this right now. This is something I'm developing where I'm not needing someone to understand or acknowledge my sexuality you know even if i'm like i think i can say that i'm a bisexual man who is probably more so attracted to guys than i am to women and for a long time because of my inner homophobia and biphobia i would try to like say oh it's 50 50 when it's definitely not um and how i even understand my sexuality and my sexual attraction towards women and man, it's not exactly the same. I don't look for the same thing in the same people um, or in the same genders. Um, but you can easily come up across people. Like I've, I've had people in my life that just kind of dismissed all of that and would just say, you're just, you're just gay. 
it's just gay. And I'm like, that doesn't feel quite accurate. And they, they're just like right. trying to acknowledge, I mean, trying to erase or not acknowledge like all the history, all the experience that I've had that led me to mm-hmm. understanding myself as a bisexual man and not gay. Like we live in a world now where it's probably much, I don't want to say that, but we live in a world now where if I wanted to be gay, I could just be it. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. But because I, I know myself to be bisexual, and I had to navigate this world as a bisexual man. I've had to nurture my sense of self, you know. So stepping off that self awareness into now that I know myself, um, I have to carry this inner strength of like not letting the world define for me who I am, but me telling the world who I am, um, and reaffirming that everywhere I go, every chance I get. Because anytime as a bisexual man or a queer person in general, anytime you are publicly talking about your sexuality, you're essentially coming out all over again. So you have to have that inner strength cultivated, I feel, especially as a bisexual who have to deal with homophobia as well as biphobia in this world. So what do you what, what do you think, Jared? <laughs> Once again, ate that. Um, so I have a couple of thoughts with it. And like you said, it comes from a... Um, and I think my thing with this superpower is definitely, I definitely agree with it, but it comes with a caveat, right? Because I think the caveat is when you are, and if you get to a point where you are fully open and within that space of your bisexuality, right? Um, because some people may go their entire lives and not be in that space. Um, but like, I think once you've gotten to a point where you are comfortable and you're in that space, um, which I hope everybody gets to, or like you're just, you land where you need to land. It's definitely a thing because I think like, I think about like how many, guys that we know are folks we we know um in conversations we had like some of the proudest individuals and like it's it's some of it is a lot of, some of it is because of like yes it's my sexuality i'm happy to know who i am but a lot of it is from like i'm not going to accept bs and i'm not going to be erased i'm not going to allow you to um inform me and like i think sometimes when we talk about when we joke when we talk about like what is bi culture i think what for some of us for like what bi culture is and what it has become is not being fucking erased and showing up every mm-hmm. single day as our authentic selves, right? And so I think within this strength of like having an inner strength and whatnot is kind of doing that. And so you have this space and it is it is a good thing. And it's I think it's super important to be in this space of having that that self-awareness because it's kind of like um, the road is very tough. The road is very difficult. And when you are not like the default of either side, because you brought up a point of like, I don't want to say it's easier to be gay, but like I will say that being gay, um, identifying as gay, that is a part of the binary, mm-hmm. right? And so like it's kind of straightforward. Like people always say this, if you're straight, people can understand you're straight. If you're gay, people are like, okay, you're gay. That's it, right? But for someone to be bi and be like, okay, well, hey, mom, dad, I'm bringing home Cynthia today. Okay, cool. Hey, mom, dad, I'm bringing home Tom today. What? But then you just bring home Cynthia yesterday? Yeah. But what about Tom? Like it confuses them. It's like their their brains just aren't able to like. It's like it's like huh and everything like that. So I definitely think that um there has to exist that space of like self like empowerment like self worth, and I think it also carries over carry it carries over to other things because when you have a sense of like I am going to and that's why I love Janelle Monae. She said, she's just a free-ass motherfucker. And, like, when you have that awareness of, like, I'm just going to do that, I'm going to live unequivocally like myself, and it comes from, like, being bi, you do that with everything else. You know, 
you look at like you're like okay i'm bi um but also okay i really enjoy playing with like how i how i express gender like how i move in that space right you you're you feel more comfortable doing that because i was able to overcome bias i'm in a space i can do that or maybe perhaps you aren't with traditional relationships maybe you're poly and you're like you know what i'm just able to be in with my bias i can accept the polyness and like i'm going to live in that space it gives you strength and it's like already this mm-hmm. basis it's like a power up if you think about it and with that power up it's like anything that taught the life tosses at me it's like I am already by and I'm mm-hmm. super proud and I'm moving in this. Nothing else can move me. And not to say things don't, but it's like I already have this within me. You can't, you can't destroy me. me. You can't destroy me. So I love I it. Like, yeah, that sense of mm-hmm. just like just to having that strong sense of self, like you can apply it again. Like that's what I think I love a lot about being bisexual because I recognize how the things that I needed to accept and be a proud bisexual man the skills and strengths I need to develop, it just carries over into every other facet of life. Like, it's just so, having a strong sense of self, mm-hmm. not letting like other people come tell you what to do or shake you or like punk you. Like so many people go through life tr- wanting to be accepted so they adjust who they are to fit into those molds, right? If you're gonna be out as a bisexual man, um, you're gonna just have to get used to just not, not fitting in. You're just, you're just like being accepted, you know, unless yeah. you are in your bisexual community, which I 100% encourage any, anyone who is bisexual to find, find community somewhere. Um, but I think even to that point is that you can be in your bisexual community and feel find acceptance there, but eventually like for certain aspects, whether it's work, whether it's like being a part of a community group or anything outside of that, you do have to step outside of that group because this and it's not, and I won't say it's not possible, but like everybody won't be bisexual everywhere you go, right? Like, and you're gonna have to deal with a little bit of that, even if it's not like intentional, a little bit of that, like, hey, you know, oh, you're buying all that, yeah, and then it just whatever, right. but like you have yeah. that space. And it's gonna take time. It's gonna take time to build that inner strength, especially if you're first coming out. Um, for me, by the time I came out, it felt so good. I was like, fuck it, I'm never going back. <laughs> it was like, I, I, I read it, like, you know, look at me. I'm doing a freaking podcast like what the fuck um <laughs> sometimes i do be like yo i'm really just talking about this shit publicly like i, I would have never in a million years have been out you know in this to this degree i would have been like out but on an ask ask me and i'll tell you basis never like black boy by joy i'm bisexual and i'm black and i'm here and here's a podcast where i have like 12 episodes you can just like i've been crazy like never would have pictured that but yeah, generally it does yeah. take time to build up that strength. Yeah. Um, but once you got it, it does feel good. Like again, living authentically is really just the greatest yeah. thing forever, you know. Um, here is a really good one. Um, I think kind of actually my favorite. Nope, that's the last one is my favorite. But this one mm-hmm. is actually like second behind. Mm-hmm. Bisexuals have an infinite mm-hmm. capacity for empathy. this is my favorite one (laughs) okay good get ready to talk about it all right so basically um what she said dr Lindsay, um the bi plus experience creates a great amount of space to empathize with a wide range of life experiences including multiple marginalized groups from cultural sexual and gender diverse communities perhaps it's the experience of relationships with people across the gender spectrum or the experience of feeling in between 
that allows for this empathy to grow. I find this deep empathy benefits bisexual folks both personally and professionally in so many ways. So again, mm -hmm. me being bisexual is an extension of who I am. If anyone who knows me knows I love to learn. I love to experience different cultures. I love mm -hmm. to learn about different people, different nations. And I, I, it's easy for me to identify and empathize with those, with those people. I can, you know, I don't care who you are, where you're from. I like to, I like to connect with people. Um, and so I do, I do feel like this is very accurate. Um, having an infinite capacity for empathy. Um, I, yeah, Jared, take it away. Like, I want to hear what you have to say about this. Um, yeah, I got very excited because I feel like one thing, so I'll be very honest with like, and I'm, I'm gonna try to keep it brief and short is that I feel like, you know, as a kid and just like going through life, I think I've always been like an inner empathetic person, um, and just like how I was just raised. But I think that through my queerness and just through understanding other experiences and understanding my experience, mm -hmm. it's caused a lot more empathy. Cause I think that when you are a part of like, um, a, a, like essentially multiple marginalized groups, you kind of are first forced to look at the man in the mirror or the person in the mirror. And so for me, like, I definitely feel like I have become like a lot more aware of like how I present in the world, because when you are looking at like, okay, this is how I present in the world. This is how the world mm -hmm. views me. This is how the world looks at this, 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 and this, right? And then you're forced to go like, all right, boom, I am in the world. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And you're like, okay, well, damn, if I'm going through this, who else is going through other things, right? I think that that is the biggest thing is like, I've been able to through like my work previously, like when I was in higher ed, but also through my bias, be like, okay, man, like I'm not the only one going through this, right? I'm not the only one going through stuff. And like, you know, it's made me be, I'll say definitely a better ally in certain spaces and be like, oh snap, like, okay, well as a bi man, I go through this, but like, okay, you know, women or, or femme presenting or femme identifying individuals go through this. So like, you know, it's not the same, but it's different. And it's like, you know, I don't, I say this, always say this, and I think this is how I want to end off, is that being a bi person has made me realize that I don't have to understand it to give somebody grace and empathy right. and help them out and be a good ally. I don't have to know what your complete experience is. I don't have to live your experience. I don't have to walk a mile in your shoes because I walk in my own shoes, but because I'm walking in my shoes and I know how tired my feet are, I can only fucking right. imagine how tired your feet are mm -hmm. in those different I want to ask you, like, how do you feel like this impacts your, like, having this kind of empathy in your relationships with friends and family or significant others? <laughs> um, it's a good question. I will be honest is that I think that it causes me mm -hmm. to have a lot of grace. Um, I feel like sometimes a little too much grace and not in a bad way, but I think that it has healed me a lot. And so like through more empathy and understanding, I realized that a lot of stuff doesn't have anything to do with me, right? Like it has nothing to do with me. That's absolutely not about me. Like if somebody's mad at me, um, or like, or, or like they get upset with me about something and it like, it was like something random out of the blue or whatever. It may mm -hmm. not have anything to do with you and understanding having empathy, like instead of me, like where I might've in the past been like, you know what, I'm going to air them out. I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to like, think about this and we'll have a conversation about this. And it's like, well, actually I was having a really bad day. This, and it's like, okay, cool. Um, and so I think like, it's definitely helped me extend a lot of grace to folks and also forgive too. Because when you're more empathetic and you've gone through stuff in life, um, 
in order to forgive sometimes i think that you have to look from the other perspective of looking from the perspective of the other person and think about you know you may not even get that 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 um that sorry or apology but you're like okay this is the person this is what was going on and everything like that and because of empathy i'm able to now move past this right versus before it's like i'm mad i'm upset and da 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 and i might have been a grudge holder but now it's like okay this is what probably was happening give a little grace and empathy um empathize with them and it's like all right mm-hmm. had nothing to do with you yeah let it go i know for me personally when i discovered i was bisexual it kind of opened up this whole new world that i have been like blind to so to speak and i came to this point where i was like if i am bisexual and i i believe i am and bisexuality actually exists then anything anything is possible because again like i was so i was such in a bi like in a binary mind it was either either gay or straight that when bisexuality like became real to me it again just opened up the possibility like so anything that anyone can that that expresses themselves as true Mm-hmm. actually exist because bisexuality is real to me. So when I hear about the trans experience, it helped me empathize with them so much more. I was like, you know, once upon a time, I didn't believe in my own identity and I can't, it makes so much sense for me. So who's to say like what you're going through, what you're experiencing is any more or less real than what I'm experiencing, you know, and just having that empathet- that empathy there for that person to help me just understand like, you know, Yes, it would be so much easier if I could just be, forget straight, if I could just be <laughs> monosexual, <laughs> if I could just pick one, right? If I could just pick a side, right. my life would be so much easier versus if I would be straight, if I could just be straight, you know, you know, just follow the script that the world gives gave me. How much more, like, I didn't choose this. It was like, it, can't, it got to the point where I was suffering and I had to just mm-hmm. accept it. Uh, so if that's true for me, mm-hmm. how much more true can that be for someone else who is even like, like, like we talked about here, other multiple like marginalized groups in the world. Like for me, mm-hmm. it really helped me understand tra- the trans um, experience. Cause I, before then I really didn't understand. Um, but once it, once I got my breakthrough, I was like, oh, so you're not choosing this. Like who would choose to go through this kind of like suffering? Like this isn't fun. This is not fun. Right. I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I had so much more empathy for others um, just from that, you know, so definitely like just now I can, I walk around and I don't like write anyone off when people come to me or people, when people speak on their experiences and what they are saying um, is true for them. I I get it. I get it. Even if it sounds crazy or weird, because I'm just like, listen, once upon a time, I didn't understand myself. And now that I'm living this side of things, I'm like, anything, anything could be true. Anything is, you know, have that, have that empathy. On top of that, um, when I was in in partnership, I actually came out as bisexual when I was still married. Um, And it did kind of help me be more empathetic with my partner, be more communicative. I didn't feel the need to come into any kind of conflict defending my position. I was I came into it listening, wanting to listen, wanting to come to a resolution, wanted to really hear what they what they were experiencing. If I had hurt them in some kind of way, if I had caused them pain, I was more so open to just being able to see things from their point of view. Um, just because, just by nature of just me now understanding how I've been blind to so many things, and people have been talking about 
bisexuality, queers, topics, and other marginalized groups for so long that I was just blind to my privilege that when it, when I became a part of a marginalized group, um, I get to like see through their eyes, so to speak, when I heard, when I heard them speak and I just empathize with that. So yeah, that's definitely a great one. I would definitely say that's a superpower. It definitely helps, again, your relationships. It can help you professionally. It can help you <coughs> understand yourself, just having that level of empathy for others um, creates a better world experience for you know, the people around you, the people in your life. So definitely a superpower, infinite capacity for empathy. I definitely want to add something because you said something that made me think about it is that you said um, going from like a point of privilege to kind of like, in a sense, being thrusted into that space is I think it's definitely a superpower. It's a superpower you have to choose because like you can be thrusted because sometimes it's bisexuals, um, you know, having lived a possibly like a, a very monosexual or straight or like binary, whatever, however you identify prior, you are in a space where you're just like boom, 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 boom. But to be thrust into the space, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, it can be kind of jarring. So I think definitely choosing empathy and being like, all right, I'm just going to go with the flow is really a superpower. It's like, okay, I am now in the space. This is what I'm choosing and how I'm choosing to look at the word, world through this because it it can definitely break like all your perceptions of things. And it's like, okay, I'm going to choose peace and I'm going to choose like, you know, the be as open mm-hmm. to other people as they've been. Yeah. Doing. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny because the next point, the next, the next strength it's kind of the offshoot of that, for, especially in my case. Like when I discovered that empathy and I got to see myself in a lot of other marginalized groups, the next point, bisexuals are positioned to be a strong ally and advocate for other marginalized groups. Here's what she says. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, yes. As a yes, bi plus yes. person, you are more likely to move in and out of different community spaces, right? Perhaps you have queer, straight, and bi plus communities you move within. Um, this gives you the opportunity to be a bridge between these communities. You can speak up and advocate when you hear biphobia in the straight or gay community. You can speak up and advocate when you hear homophobia, transphobia, racism, or sexism in any community. As a trusted part of more than one community, your voice can carry weight and influence that others may not have access to. Um, And I fucking love this point because this is something that I feel like I'm if I can brag a little bit, I do very, very well. Like <laughs> I, I can I, I, I'm a part I'm part of other communities and I move seamlessly through those communities, um, straight, gay, bisexual, and I show up, you know, if we want to talk about the other strengths that we talked about so far, having that empathy leads into this strength having a strong sense of self because trust me i i'm in the barbershop which is basically is very straight um and advocate for bi against biphobia against transphobia against uh homophobia against homophobia um i have gay friends that i you know as soon as they say something crazy about bi people about trans people i'm right i'm on their ass um i got family very straight who just everything queer, they got something to say. And I'm they already know, like, when they see me coming, <laughs> watch what you say. Cause Isaiah's gonna speak up, ZJ's <laughs> gonna speak up. Um, but it's just something I'm very proud of because mm-hmm. I, I do feel very comfortable with myself. I think a part of it is privilege, I will admit, because I think when when people don't who are not close to me, if they meet me for the first or second or third time, I might read as um straight or straight presenting. 
um, which is why they feel so comfortable saying certain shit around me. They see like a big black dude, he gets bitches, blah, 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 blah. So they could they think they could just say some sexism shit. They could say some homophobic shit. They could say some transphobic shit. And I'm on the ass right then and there. And ask anyone. I, I get on my family's nerves because I be in the group chat. As soon as one mm-hmm. of my brothers say something or anyone, anyone can get it because I just understand like, um, I just understand the position I'm in. Right. I, I Not everyone is able to. I've seen it in person. Not person <laughs> I understand the position it. I'm in and I'm like, you ain't gonna tell me shit. Like, first of all, like, um, and I got a very slick mouth and I got the hands to back them up. So just like, <laughs> we, we can do this. That's something that I feel like I got from my grandmother. She was very heavily involved in the civil rights movement and just have a strong sense of justice. When you see oppression or you see a, a community being attacked or being treated unfairly, you know, like when I hear stupid shit, like, the gay agenda or the trans agenda or the demasculinization of the black man. It's just like these just ridiculous notions that are just based in bias, ignorance, fear and hate, you know, that really leads to queer individuals and other marginalized groups being attacked, being overlooked and being just giving like the shaft in pretty much every situation. If I'm, if I'm able to, because of just how I present or how I come across to navigate into these spaces and, and be a voice like um, for for those overlooked and those marginalized communities, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And I feel like that is something that is a superpower for the proud bisexual person that they can do that um, to show up in multiple different spaces. And like she said in this article, Dr. Lindsay, um, be a bridge between those communities. Cause it's not just about advocating, but it's also getting to see like, I'm just, like this, another part of this podcast existing is like, hey, we're just people. We're not trying to come for your life or we're not trying to force you to do anything. We're trying to, we just, we're just visible. We're here. We're not trying to be a race. We're just, we're, we're normal people. You know, I like to eat food. I like to joke. I have friends I like to love. I'm not, there's, there's no agenda. There's no nothing. We're just people. And so hopefully ultimately after making it clear, there's a boundary of respect. There's a boundary of treatment that we, that we expect as um, marginalized groups first, mid-gender communities first. And then we can, from that place of strength, build a bridge. You know, um, that's just something I don't I don't fuck around about. I don't tolerate that any kind of disrespect. Um, I'm very protective uh, of people in my life. So if I love mm-hmm. you, just know you got a, a, a soldier behind you. You got a warrior behind you. So no one's going to disrespect you when you're, when you're around me. No, no one's going to be trying you when you're around me. And I, that's just how I am by nature. So now that I'm a part of these communities and these are people that I, you know, my, my new friends and my new whoever who's going to be in my life, like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> we ain't doing that. So, yeah, that's that's not my favorite, but that's that one hits me to the core. That one I, I really take pride in. Uh, you? Definitely. So there's a... Um... And I, I was looking away, and he saw me looking away. So, because my the gears in my head were running, because there's something you thought about. You you said that made me think about this. So there's a um there's a famous poem. It's by an anti-Nazi pastor, and it was written um it was rewritten for Donald Trump's America, and it's basically first day came for women, and I did not speak out because I was not a woman. First day came for people with disabilities. I did not speak out because I didn't have a disability. And so oftentimes it went through what the poem does is it goes through other marginalized identities. It's African-Americans, um, you know, folks who are Mexican, folks who identify as being Muslim. 
gay, bi, trans folks. And then finally, after everything was said and done, I just not speak out. And then who, who's going to speak out for me? And so I think a big part of that is that um, the reason that gay or the, the bi folks um, are, are better advocates is like in like to your point is that we are able to move in all these different spaces because I always I think the the strength and I don't know if this is another strength but like a strength of it too is is how we are coded and how we move because we are our bisexuality is a part of our identity but there are so many other areas and places we've been welcoming that we we live in and that's what we do right and so I feel it, it is a superpower because it's piss poor to be in a space um, and I feel like this is the opinion of others to be in a space where you are you are taking up space and you know that you're a part of this identity and you're allowing people to disrespect others and do that. And there is sometimes it feels like there's a leveraging point of like, there's a there's a, a thing of where when everybody thinks everybody in the room is straight and they start talking, it's like they call it the good old boy talk or the mm-hmm. boys or will be boys. And it's like, no, we're not doing that, right? And I think that's where it is. It's like, I, actually, I'm going to call you out and now I know how you, you talk, think and how you talk. And now I'm going to put you on blast because we're not doing that here. At the end of the day, and I, I definitely agree with it being a superpower. It's it's a great one, um, and I think like with advocacy too, um, there's a lot of impassion or a lot of passion that is within by folks, you know, from their own marginalization. It's like you know, I don't want anybody to feel the way that I feel. Why would I do that? Why would I let somebody do that? And if I have the opportunity to speak out and to be an advocate and do that, I can also do that. And also, you know, you can be bisexual, and I feel like. Um, when you're bisexual and you've uh, we've understood your identity, you often realize that you might also be part of other marginalized groups, and there might be other aspects as well. You could be a bi black man, and so you know, being a black man in America, and they mean bi, and those two combined, and it's all intersectionality. People having those intersectionalities make you realize that I'm not just fighting for this part; I'm fighting for this part, but I'm also right. fighting for all these parts concurrently, right? Um, as well. And like, I think I saw something where like, there's conversations about like neurodivergency and folks. And so Mm -hmm. that's an aspect to it as well. You know, a large, there's a large statistic of like, you know, um, you know, neurodivergent folks Mm -hmm. or queer folks being neurodivergent. And then we see like, even as a, we talked about it last week as a bi person dealing with mental challenges, right? In that aspect of it, that's another thing that's stigmatized. And it's like, knowing what I have going on and knowing what other folks have going have what they have going on i need to speak up and i need to do that because no one's going to speak up for me and if i sit back and i don't say anything eventually and if i they come for everybody else why won't they come for me you know at the end of the day so that's where i like i agree and i really like this this superpower yeah, it really is a surprise i really i really do like it um again just being a part of a community not seeing yourself only as an individual but you are someone who is a part of a community but mm-hmm. also because of just being bisexual, you're you have a, you have access to a lot of different communities that you can be a strong ally and advocate for. So, definitely agree. I love that right. one. Um, and finally, our last one. First of all, before we get to the last one, what do you think? What do you think about these so far? I think these are really good ones. I I think these are really good ones, and I think these are definitely strengths. Um, as people like come into their fullness and like are in a comfortable space of of bi-ness. Um, Cause I definitely can see how folks who are still struggling, um, they'll get there eventually. But like, it's like, un, it's like, it's like, I know what I think of, and I'll give this comparison because you're like, we, me here with the nerd stuff, it's like being Gohan. When Gohan became <laughs> Super Saiyan, when he tapped into that power, baby, it's like, 
all their explosives. Super Saiyan 2, but like, you know, trying to find that hard. in between yeah. is kind of hard. Cool. All right, cool. So here, so this is actually, this one coming up is my favorite one. And it's that bisexuals mm-hmm. write your own script. Meaning, there is no mm. there is no societal so, script for what it means to be bisexual. This gives you space as a bisexual to write your own script and to create relationships and make life choices that work for you. This makes room to break gender expectations. We talk a lot about that in relationships. Explore what <laughs> LGBTQ mm-hmm. plus relationship boundaries work for you and your partner and live by your values. Um, you get to define your own life in a way that fosters creativity and joy. Um, and this is just my favorite one because my Sagittarius ass does not like to be put in a cage at all. <laughs> I just have a stronger version to being put in a box, being put in a cage, being told like, this is who you are. This is what you're going to do. This is what you're expected of. Like, fuck all that shit. Like, I hate that. And I just love that. Yes, because like that was like one of the most stifling parts of being a straight black man when I was pretending to be one or when I thought I was one was that there was like given the script of like I have to like rap music and I have to <laughs> I have to talk about women or view women this way and I have to be this kind of man and even from black women having certain expectations as a black a straight black man not being too effeminate or not being too anything like that like and just like being just so limited in my choices of what i wanted to how i wanted to move throughout life and even there's a little bit of that on gay men as well um just when you if you tell someone you know if you tell someone as a black man that you're gay there's gonna there's gonna be stereotypes and projections placed on that and expectations placed on that. Mm-hmm. Um, just pulled out of like the zeitgeist, or just pulled out of like just you know what we've seen or what we've come to think gay men are over these years. Where right now there's really no societal script for a bisexual. You can't like what does a bisexual look like? What does a black bisexual man look like? What what they, what kind of music do they like? What kind of what do they like to eat? How do they like to talk? You know, there's you, there's nothing there. There's no script, and so it does create space for people like me, people like you, and people like listening to this podcast to define for themselves what they who they are, what they would like their lives to, life to be, um, and what works for what works for you. Um, a big part of that, and we talk a lot a lot about this in our community, um, Jared, is um, breaking gender expectations, breaking gender norms yes. in relationships. Speak Even if you it. are, um, I'll, I'll use my own example. Like when I came out as bisexual in my marriage, I was married to a woman who also identified as queer and we just got to shatter all gender expectations in our relationship. And it was some, one of the, some of the most like freeing years of my life when I just got to be ZJ, when I just got to be me, no expectations, no mask, no like having to live up to something. I just got to just discover, express, create, define for myself based off. Hold on one second. You got to bring it back from the top. We kind of lost you for a second there. Um, you said it was freeing. You said it was some of the most freeing yeah, years. Definitely. I lost you. Um, that was some of the most freeing years of my life where I didn't have to, where I no longer had to live up to like what it meant to be a black man or a man, period. Honestly, I just, we got to shatter all gender expectations and define for ourselves in our relationship what they need, what they like, what I need, what I like. I got to define 
who I was, how I wanted to show up. Um, and, and it was just so freeing to do so. Um, and I, again, this is something that I now apply to everything, everything in my life. Like it's, it's a little difficult because I do think in life, it can be easier to follow the script. When you don't have to put as much energy into cre creating who you are. No. Um, but if you're living life right, yes. you should be creating and recreating who you are multiple times over um, by nature of life. So I just think that being bisexual has really kicked the door open for me to do that. I love it. I can run free, discover, change my mind, <laughs> make decisions, give it back, take it back, put it back as much as I want. And um, it's all just a part of me. Uh, and I just love that. I love that. So how about you? Um, definitely. So I wanted to start off with like, cause you know, one thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna quote some stuff, but like there's a, um, by a fellow BBM, uh, Taylor Bennett, he has a line from his know yourself outro. He said to be blacks, to be different, to be gay is to be hidden, to be both, both is to go missing. Fuck the mass. I'm much different. And that's basically saying, I'm going to do what I want to do regardless and fuck all that. Right. <laughs> and like, I think, I think back to even a conversation we recently had about like, you know, just like gender norms and stuff like that and like showing up and stuff like that and how like it's just like no like I'm not accepting that or whatever in my relationships I want it to be like how I want it to be and like me talking about that and I think that it's such a superpower because you are able to control your narrative and your script is so real and like it's applied to so many different aspects I feel like you know I'll just give my like little two second spill is that a couple years ago I'll even say five years ago right I was pre-med. I knew I was gonna, I wanted to be married by, I was like, I wanna be a dad by mm -hmm. the time I'm 30 or whatever. Like I wanna have my kids after a certain point. I need to get this done. You know, I'm marry a woman and do this and do that and everything like that and all these aspects, knowing that I was still queer in the back of my head or having that feeling. But then as I started coming to my queerness and realizing things, I realized that none of this shit is what I want, right? Like I'm a bi man, you know, um, you know, I want to be married, you know, I want to have kids, but kids can come whenever, you know, even just like, I haven't probably said this yet, <laughs> but even like how I think about relationships, like, mm -hmm. is monogamy what I want? So, right here, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, like, what does that look like for me in terms of relationships, right, in different aspects? Um, and things like that. And so like, you know, even like as a creator and how I go about it and stuff like that is like, you know, the traditional nine to five may not work for me forever, right? You know, I know that there's creative aspects and there's so many different fluids, things and stuff like that. And as you said, it is exhausting, but I think that it's it's like a beauty. It comes with the, the struggle comes with beauty or the beauty comes with struggle. It's being able to say, this shit is tough, but at mm -hmm. the same time, I'm able to write my own script and at the end of the day when this book has been when this book has been written and we close that book up and that chapter has been closed and my book of my life has been done and not to get biblical but i look back over it and everything like that i can say it was a beautiful life and a beautiful mm -hmm. journey because i did it on my terms and that's the day is that when i leave this earth and i close mm -hmm. my eyes for the last time i want to say i've left no stone unturned i left nothing on this earth I've left all my heart and soul and everything here. And do that what includes you do. doing what I want to do. And being right. bi allows me to do that. Being able that opened up the realm of possibility to being like, you know what? 
Maybe you can do podcasts. Maybe you can do creative direction. Maybe you can be do graphic design. Maybe you can do all these different things. You know, you don't have to accept this in a relationship. In your queer relationships, like, oh, there doesn't have to be this this heteronormativity of like a top or a bottom or whatever. And like, oh, because you bottom you this and you top. No, it is whatever you want it to be. Because at the end of the day, all this shit is made up. <laughs> Most, a lot of this shit is made up. And so with that said, it means you can make up some of your own new shit. And that's like, period. That's period you only get one life, right? <laughs> you only get one. You only get one to live. So like live it to the fullest. And yeah, I, I, I look back on these topics and I look back on these traits and I just think like how much of a privilege it is to be bisexual. Like I really, really love it. Like right. every life is unique and every, every if you found yourself a part of the gay community, the straight community, I'm sure there's, there's, there's things you get from that, but being bisexual to me is just so fucking lit. Like uncharted territory. I get excited when I think about it. I get excited about when I think about my own life, how I get to like show up and be who I want to be, um, wherever I am. And it's, it's, it really like gives value to uniqueness of, of the human spirit when it's just like, you live to, you live to be this authentic. And that's something I love about bisexual, the bisexual community is something I really cherish about the trans community as well. Like we just flip all that shit upside down. We flip all that shit upside down and at least it get, people get mad, people get upset, they get confused, they get scared, but who cares? Like it's real. We're here. We're, shit, we're yeah. here. Um, but yeah, that's, mm-hmm. In conclusion, that was the Nothing. last one. That is the five strengths, or five, or just five strengths of what it uh, means to be bisexual. Five strengths of bisexuals, and um, that's it. Mm. <laughs> this was I really topic. enjoyed this topic. I Shout really out to Mr. Thomas. That was this was a great mm-hmm. suggestion. Um, yes, mm-hmm. did your big one. Did your big one. Definitely going to be. Uh, taking some other ideas you suggested into account. Um, but this one just stood out to me and I thought it was like really mm-hmm. good to talk about it. Like, again, the name of the show is Black Boy by Joy. And I want to really highlight more of the joys of what it means to be bisexual, what it means to be black, mm-hmm. what it means to be creative, what it means to be authentic. Um, mm-hmm. There's so much on the other side, you know, if you choose to stay discreet or DL or in the closet, that's, 100% within your right. Do what's best for you. Do what's mm-hmm. safe for you. Um, but if you ever exactly. have thought about exactly. considering, you know, joining the community mm-hmm. as a proud Black bisexual man, definitely reach out to me. Reach out to Jared. Reach out to the podcast. There's so mm-hmm. much to love and cherish about it. Um, about yourself. About yourself as a bisexual person. So, mm-hmm. and if you have strengths you want to share, feel free to share. Let us know. Because I, mm-hmm. I definitely have my own, but we, we went wrong. <laughs> Maybe that's another episode. Definitely. Okay, <laughs> so let's close it out. Jared, do you have anything you want to close with? Um, I guess we close with our joys. This episode has been a joy. Because um, the things that I, I don't know, every time I can read, learn more about bisexuality mm-hmm. and feel affirmed in things, I just feel really good because I'm like, I don't, I feel like this. I feel like I've spent a lot of time not being affirmed in who I am in different things. So to hear this more so and be like, yes, you make sense and that makes sense for you. It just makes me feel good inside. And that's my joy today is just more, more affirmation. affirmation. I'll definitely like second that. That's definitely a joy. 
And you know, another joy for me, I got some donuts this morning and they were just fucking delicious. You know, I had a cinnamon, yes. cinnamon toast crunch donut. I know it's random, but I, I I'm thinking about it. It's in my fridge right now. Mm -hmm. I'm about to go fuck that up. So, <laughs> without further ado, <laughs> my beautiful black mm -hmm. bisexual babies, stay black, be blessed, amen. Bye, bye. <laughs>